the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello again and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. If you've been searching for a place to be spiritually fed, you have found it. Like you, we believe the Holy Bible contains the spiritual nourishment we need to become faithful servants God requires to help grow His kingdom here on earth. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church, located in Los Angeles, California. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message. Do you trust God enough to do whatever He asks? no matter how unreasonable it might sound? That's the question we're asking on today's episode of Lift Up Jesus. I'm Pastor Dudley Rutherford, and in our first message of the Built Faith Tough sermon series, we're discussing how God builds our faith through difficulties, demands, and delays. So in today's teaching titled Indiscriminate Adversity, we'll talk about how God in the midst of our trials will help us endure and persevere. This is an important message that we all need to hear. So grab your Bible, pen and notes, and let's dive in. And that's the way God is. You're going through a tough time. The Bible says, even though you don't understand it at the time, that God's ways are higher than our ways. God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. You can try all you want to figure it out. You just need to learn to trust that God's in control. I was on a flight one time from Indianapolis coming back to L.A., and we got in this turbulence, and it was really, really bad turbulence. You know, I mean, I've flown enough. It doesn't bother me much, but I was scared. And the coffee's going over the edge of the edge of the cup. And I mean, I was, ner- I was scared. It was so bad. And the pilot comes on the air, and, he, and the intercom, he goes, ladies and gentlemen, I got some bad news. And we were like, oh, no. <laughs> he goes, I got some bad news, and I've also got some good news. I'm going to give you the bad news first. Okay. And he says this. He says, we've tried every altitude. We cannot get out of this turbulence he said the bad news is we have a hundred more miles of this turbulence and the whole plane was like and he said but the good news is the good news is we're traveling at 450 miles an hour we'll be out of this in eight minutes and everybody felt better Because we had the perspective of the pilot. Amen? So I say to you, the next time you go through a trial, don't curse God. Don't get mad at God. Know that God is allowing this to teach you a thing called perseverance or endurance. And when it's finished its course, you're going to be wiser. You're going to be more mature. 
uh, you're going to be far better off in the end. Amen? Amen. Number two, write this down. The second way God builds our faith is through demands. You're not going to like this one either. Often God asks us to do things that seem impossible. God asks us to do things that seem unreasonable. I know for a fact that God asks us to do things that seem inconvenient to us. But whenever God asks you to do something that seems unreasonable, just know that at that moment God is testing you to see if you will do whatever it is He's asking of you. Jesus said in John 14, verse 15, If you love me, you will obey what I command. I want to read that again. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey what I command. The Bible is full of stories of God asking people to do things that seem unreasonable. You remember the story of Abraham where God asked Abraham to sacrifice his one and only son. And God didn't want him to sacrifice his son. He just wanted to know if Abraham would do what he asked. And it was the most unreasonable of requests. And you know the story, when Abraham drew back the knife, God stopped him and said, oh, I'm just a test. You remember that? Same thing with Noah. Noah asked God to build an ark. Well, why would he do that? It was in the middle of the desert. It never rained. There, it never flooded. And yet God is asking you, this guy to build a boat. It took him 100 years to build it. I think the entire building of that ark, God is wondering if Noah is going to do whatever God asked him to do. There's a guy in the Bible named Gideon. Gideon was going to go fight the Midianites. The Bible says the Midianites, the army, was so many they couldn't count them. And all Gideon had was 32,000. I mean, they were going to get get wiped out in a heartbeat. But God comes to Gideon and says, Gideon, you've got too many men. Gideon goes, too many? I don't have enough. God says, you want to whittle that down. They whittle it down to 300 soldiers. All Gideon had left was 300 men to go against the mighty Midianite army. And God said, that's perfect. And you see, God wanted to know if Gideon would do whatever it was that he was asking of him. Faith is often a risk because you never understand how everything's going to turn out. You just have to trust God that when God asks you to do something, do you love him enough? Do you know him enough? Do you trust him enough to do whatever he asks? no matter how unreasonable it might sound. So when Jesus comes to you and he says to you in the scriptures to forgive someone when they sin against you, forgive them, you go, well, that doesn't seem right. He wants to know, will you do what he's asking you to do? Jesus said, if someone strikes you on one side of the cheek, turn to him the other also. Well, that doesn't seem right. Well, do you love him? Do you love him enough to do whatever it is that he asks of you? Bible talks about bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Well, I can't afford that. Listen, anything in the scriptures that you read, write this down, lesson number two. Learn to obey immediately. Learn to obey immediately. And the number one way that God speaks to us today is through the Bible. And look at you here today. You came to church. You're in church. We've opened up the Bible. We're studying it like we do every week. We're even taking notes like we do every week. And God is speaking to us. And what is He speaking? Well, today's lesson is that when you go through a trial, 
Consider it pure joy because you know that the testing of your faith is developing this thing called perseverance. The question is, this word, this truth, this instruction, are you obeying it? Are you following God? Are you following God's word? I remember from time to time, one of my kids, they'd get a splinter in their finger or in their foot. And I would go over to try to help pull it out. And even as I approached them, they'd say, no, 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 dad, leave me alone. I said, no, 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 let me help you get that splinter out. No, dad, don't touch me, don't touch me, don't touch me. It hurts, it hurts, it hurts. Hey, 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 shit, take take a chill pill. I'm your dad. I would never do anything to hurt you. I'm only here trying to help you. Don't you trust me? I'm only doing this in your best interest. No, 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 no. So eventually, you got to grab them. <laughs> and you get these tweezers. And they're, fight, they're fighting. They're fighting. Sometimes needle-nose pliers. <laughs> but you get the tweezers. And they're fighting you. And you're just trying to get the thorn out. And it hurts them. And finally it comes out. They immediately feel better. Sometimes I think God looks down on us from heaven. And we're crying and we're hurt, we're lost, we're confused, our lives are broken. And God reaches in to help. And the first thing we say to God is, no God, stay away from me. I don't believe, I don't need you, I got this. And God is like, hey, don't you trust me? I'm not here to hurt you, I'm here to help you. How many times in our lives do we find ourselves on the surgery table of the Almighty? where God is working in our lives, which is really the miracle of making us more like Jesus. But instead of trusting in what he asks, we rebel and get mad at God. Just know that our disappointments are his appointments to speak to us. And just so you know, if you fail to listen, he doesn't flunk you. He just re-enrolls you. And he'll keep re-enrolling you until you finally say, okay. Number three, the last point, God builds our faith through, you're not going to like this one either, through delays. Because you know the one thing all of us have in common here today? We don't like to wait. We don't like waiting in lines. We don't like slow traffic. We don't like waiting in the doctor's office. We do not like the DMV. Have you, ever, have you ever come up on an intersection, there's only two lanes, and there's, there's a car in each lane, and as you're driving up, you're trying to guess which of those two cars is going to be fastest, <laughs> and you're looking at them, and you're going, well, this one's going to be fastest, so you pull over here, and all these cars pull over, and the light turns green, and it's the slowest car. <laughs> have you ever... Notice lately in Los Angeles when you're at a stoplight, the car in front of you, when the light turns green, it doesn't move. And why doesn't it move? Because they're texting. And so what do you do? You honk. How many of you have ever honked at a car in front of you when the light turned green because they wouldn't move? Raise your hand. Well, let me tell you something. I've honked at many of you. And why do we honk? Because we're in a hurry. And God knows 
that we're in a hurry. So I think God often intentionally, He delays His response to see how we will handle those situations. I want you to think about this. If every prayer you ever prayed was immediately answered, you wouldn't need faith. If every need you had was immediately met, you would never need faith. And what faith you had would never be stretched. God can say yes to your prayer. God can say no to your prayer. But oftentimes God says, not yet. Because I've got something even better than what you're praying for. You just don't know it yet. Just wait here a little bit. I've got something even greater than what you just prayed for. So... Why does he delay his answer? To test your faith. How many of you find yourself in a situation where you need help and you need it now? I need answers and I need the answer now. I need a miracle and I need the miracle right now. I'm in a hurry, but it appears that God is not in a hurry. You know why that happens? Because God is more interested in growing your faith than He is in you being comfortable. And so we ask the question, when will my marriage get better? When will my finances turn around? How long before I find a spouse? How long do I have to go before I find the right job? When will this sickness go away? I will tell you that it's in the arena of waiting that God develops our faith. Isaiah 64 verse 4 says that God acts on behalf of those who wait for Him. So learn to rejoice continuously, learn to obey immediately, and learn to wait patiently. If you want to grow in your faith, just keep waiting on God. Trust Him in the good times, trust Him in the bad times. Trust Him when you're healthy, trust Him when you're sick. Trust them when you're rich. Trust them when you're poor. The greatest school that any of you will attend is called the school of pain. And the problem is, no one wants to take that class. But all of your life, your entire life, you always learn more in the difficult times than you'll ever learn during the good times. How'd you learn to walk? You walked, you fell, you walked, you fell, you walked, you fell, you walked. How'd you learn to ride a bike? You rode, you fell, you rode, you fell, you rode, you fell. Eventually, you learned how to ride a bike. That's how some of you learned how to drive your car. You drove, you wrecked, you drove, you wrecked, you drove, you wrecked, and then you learned how to drive. John Claypool was a minister, and his daughter was suffering with leukemia. She went into remission, and everyone thought that God had healed her. And it was on an Easter morning that there was a terrible reoccurrence. And in his book called Tracks of a Fellow Straggler, Claypool relates how for two weeks his daughter was racked with pain. Her eyes were swollen shut. And she would cry out, and she would say, Daddy, Daddy, did you talk to God? about my leukemia daddy did you pray 
to God that he would heal me. And he said, yes, honey, we've been praying for you. Then she would say, well, Daddy, how much longer did you ask God? Did you ask God when the leukemia would go away? What did God say to you? And I ask you, what do you say to your daughter when the heavens are silent? Emotionally and spiritually, he was exhausted. And a few hours later, she died. The following Sunday, John Claypool got into the pulpit to preach. One of the most powerful sermons he ever preached. His text was Isaiah 40, verse 31, that said, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Dr. Claypool preached that there are three stages of life. Sometimes you're on top of the world and you're soaring like on wings of an eagle. And sometimes you're just running, going through life, trying not to grow weary. But that third stage is a stage where when all you can do is try to walk and not faint. And he said in that sermon, I'd like to tell you today, because of my faith in God, that I'm mounting up with wings on an eagle because I know that my daughter is in heaven today. He said, but the truth is, it's all I can do to walk and not faint. And he asked for his church's prayers. And at that moment, John Claypool was at his lowest, yet he probably preached his most influential sermon ever. Perhaps his greatest contribution came at his darkest hour. He could have said like the Apostle Paul, for when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And I say to everyone in this room, anytime you think that life is unfair, I want you to just look to the cross. Because the cross was unfair. Jesus had never sinned. He didn't deserve nails going through his hands and his feet. But Jesus willingly goes to the cross. And there he dies for the sins of the world. He was buried and three days later, he rose from that grave and showed God's triumphant power. But I want you to go back before he goes to the cross. And he's in the garden and he's praying. He knows what's about to come. And he prays this prayer. Father, is there any way this cup can pass from me? But nevertheless, Lord, my prayer is not my will, but thine will be done. And I want you to write this down. It's a quote from Oswald Chambers. To choose suffering makes no sense at all. But to choose God's will in the midst of suffering makes all the sense in the world. Let's stand and bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father God, thank you for church today. Thank you for the Spirit of God that unites our hearts here today. I thank you for the Word of God that teaches us truth in a world that has gone mad because everyone is doing their own truth 
instead of listening to you, God, and reading your word and following your truth. And today, Lord, I know that all over this room are people that are going through difficult times. If they're not going through a difficult time in the next month, the next few weeks, they're going to go through a difficult time. And when those times come, God, instead of us complaining, instead of us blaming, instead of us running in the wrong direction, God, in the midst of that trial, help us to endure, help us to persevere. It means to keep going and to never, ever give up. And to not in the middle of the trial, when heaven is silent, to begin to blame you or to question you, but instead to just trust in your sovereignty and to trust that you hold the entire universe in the palm of your hand. And if I'm going through a trial, God, help me to learn all the things that you want me to learn. Knowing that sometimes you will delay your answer, sometimes you are asking me to do something, and sometimes, God, I'm simply going through the storms of life. But in that moment where my eyes are fixed on you, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm never going to turn back. I will follow you all the days of my life. And as the psalmist said, once I was young and now I'm old and not one time have I ever seen the righteous forsaken. Give us that assurance, God, that you are with us every step of the way. And even though we might not hear from you, that you've got something far greater in store. I pray your blessing on every man, every woman, every boy, and every girl who's here today. Bring us back safely as we continue this series on how does God build our faith. Because in times like these, the only thing that can get us through is our faith and our belief and our trust in you. Thank you for today. Thank you for each and every person we ask in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen, amen. amen. God bless you, and thank you for being here. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, one thing. These Scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. 
Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. Hello, friends. Are you ready for an unforgettable evening filled with powerful music and worship? Join us at our Porter Ranch campus as Shepherd Church presents Who Would Imagine a King? A Christmas Musical Experience. This Sunday, December 10th at 7 p.m., join us for a musical journey through the Christmas story. Sing along and worship with all your favorite worship leaders from Shepherd Church as we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is a free event for the whole family. All ages are welcome. You won't want to miss it. So come and join us this Sunday, December 10th at 7 p.m. on our Porter Ranch campus as Shepherd Church presents Who Would Imagine a King? A Christmas Musical Experience. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.